Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. It has been our objective to bring you uh, update on uh, the our upcoming elections uh, to the various states. And uh, today we have the pleasure of company of JVC Sri Ram, and we are going to take a look critically at one state which perhaps holds the key to the future of India. Uttar Pradesh. So, without further delay, let's welcome our guest of the day, JVC Sriram. Sriram, Namaskaram and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskaram, Happy Magar Shankranti, Happy Uttrayanam, Pungal Nalwarthakal, Bigu, Happy Bigu. You know, you can mention anything, whatever you want, to all your viewers and to yourself and your family members. Hope all of you are safe. It's my pleasure. And, and say, same here, happy Lori also. I'll add what little I know about yeah. this day. It's a yeah. very special day. Yeah. And uh, yeah. things start heating up from this point forward. That's what is the yes. Uttarayanam, I guess, for yeah. all of us. Um, but uh, Sridham, you've done a fantastic job putting together an objective look at the five years of uh, Yogi Adityanath's performance. And viewers, we are going to present you with this report card that JVC Sriram has compiled. And we're going to look at that objectively line by line. And then we can get an update from him on the latest uh, happenings in the state of Uttar Pradesh. Uh, we are putting up the slide now. And Sriram, please take it away. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Ayer. You know, I think, you know, I've been a little harsh on Yogi. That's what I would say. I've been a little harsh because uh, I have not given any kind of a leeway Let's go by one after another. So population below poverty line. The national average is 21.92% and 29.43%. You should also know where it is coming from. And because UP has been an underdeveloped state and as a result of which there have been issues. But I'm still giving it a miss. Families with health cover. Again, Ayushman Bharat. It's a miss because 6.1%, it's not acceptable. Uh, doctors and other medical staff, uh, 37 uh, is the average, and here it is 14. I would say work in progress. And my question is, what was the UP scores for the three categories that we have looked at before Adityanath took? Uh, do you have any yes. idea? I mean, I know it's not there here, but yeah. under him, we want to see what kind of changes have happened. See, uh, certainly it was much, much worse than what is the figure you are seeing here. Mm -hmm. Particularly when you take the case of a doctors and other medical staff, because that's what I was coming to. There is this Japanese okay. disease, right? Please go ahead. Which has yeah. been engulfing, uh, engulfing UP for a long time, and you will see a drastic reduction in that in the last few years' time. But still, I'm giving either a miss or a work in progress, basically because the expectations from Yogi are very high. We are not looking at him as another chief minister, okay? Uh, because BJP itself is supposed to be uh, standing for good governance. So, as a result, look at the next one, the institutional deliveries of government schemes. People would say it is still less than the national average. Now, look at the national average first. 94.4. It's not an ordinary thing in a country like India where there is so much of rural areas. And again, here, it is 87.6. And look at his own government. 41.3 it was in 2018, because which means before 2017. This should give you an idea, Mr. Iyer, the question for which you are asking. You see, yes. he took over in 2017. 2018, the delivery was at 41.3. And he has literally more than doubled it. Yes. In matter of years. Okay. 
drinking water in premises now this is a big mess because jal jeevan is very close to my heart it is very close to several people's heart it is one of the flagship scheme of sri narendra modi narendra i'm sure yogi adityanath is going to come back to power and what i would like to see is a big push on jal jeevan in the next 2 years time where he is going to take it to probably 100% and that would be an amazing thing uh, which we will be looking at and I, I, i would now certainly say it is a miss and here i just want to touch upon uttarakhand being a hilly state and drinking water is something which is very difficult now uttarakhand has a much better score i can tell you also the score uh, probably in the due course of time but uttar pradesh it's still a work in progress i would call it as a miss now now next is uh, mg nir there's 100 day employment you see here it is almost equal to the national average superb it and maternity mortality uh, per 1 lakh it is 197 it is again a work in progress but it's again a better number than what it was now the biggest success is 8 and 9 because up topped the rate you know it was almost like uh, 32000 cases were registered in 2013 itself crime against women and here we are talking about per 1 lakh 55.4 where national average is 62.4 now this is one of the biggest success next followed by murders per 1 lakh 2.2 national average 1.7 and this would have been probably four or five under akhilesh yadav's government i can tell you i don't want to have the exact numbers but it will be four or five households electrified 100% amazing success unemployment it is an in fact across the country if you look at it now this is an average which i'm talking about is yesterday's average that is as on january 14th average it's not an old because this is something which we can get it on a monthly basis now 4.9% that's why unemployment as an issue is a non issue in uttar pradesh while in punjab it is a big issue now you look at this and that will tell you a story and gross value added in agriculture i am still say work in progress and so so i think yogi adityanath can go to the people of uttar pradesh and just talk about these things and win the election that's it what more we have to talk about and add to this add to this is the vaccine because in fact this today i wanted to say in the morning i wanted to tweet actually forget about development forget about gas forget about you know uh, your uh, highways and expressways purvanchal forget about kashi corridor forget about ayodhya forget about everything on one parameter you got to vote for modi and yogi which is vaccination if india had not had those two indigenous vaccines we would have been beggars in the international arena yesterday chennai reported the maximum cases ever ever 8400 cases but hospitals are not crowded oxygen beds are not needed ventilators and icus are not required for everybody reason ask any doctor he will tell you vaccination because vaccination has happened at a frenzied pace now what more you want you and me are living today and the reason behind that is modi and that's one reason for people to go out in big numbers and vote for lotus that's it um very uh, objective uh, ranking of uh, yogi's performance and and in fact you kept out the big one which is the vaccination um one of the uh, 
the challenges being thrown at the yogi government is that it has been in favor of one community versus the other when it was blatantly done the same thing by samajwadi party it was in favor of one community and one religion and it gave a free hand to those two and and, and even the police couldn't touch them that was the way it was under the samajwadi party government i'm not going too far back i'm just talking about akhilesh yadav's government and this one and for the longest time akhilesh yadav was at loggerhead with his own family his father his uncles they were just fighting like you know cats and dogs everybody was trying to grab the supremacy of the party being to and and in fact people said that akhilesh himself was trying to help out his father so uh, be, be that as it may people need to remember that under yogi progress has been done achieved and and it has been a very impressive uh, progress so uh, sridam one question for you is the just like every other wave this wave is also going to die down it is showing its peak now it will it will die down in a few days now one of the uh, things that we have observed is the workforce that left metropolis whether it is delhi or mumbai or other cities have come back to up many have not gone back but if you are saying that they are staying there and still there is not unemployment that means that there is a lot of work going on in the state can you touch upon that yeah 100% yes one it is basically the people because see in up almost in rural up everybody has got a small piece of land and that small piece of land in fact if you go there if you notice particularly rice growers if you ask them they would say that whom are you growing for they would say we are growing for ourselves we are not going for growing for uh, to sell in the marketplace what they would do is they would do a lot of bartering because i have been personally there i personally worked with agriculture uh, companies in uh, uttar pradesh so what happens a lot of these people have gone back now kisan is getting a lot of focus as far as modi government is concerned 6000 rupees is being given to them on an yearly basis so the farm things are available and even if they want to start a small roadside vendor business they are getting a 10000 rupees street vendor loan which is just you know a click away from them or they have mudra loans so as a result of which a lot of industries are also coming if you notice you know samsung is putting up the plants there lot of companies are going to come as a result of which what i would certainly tell mr ayer is that unemployment is not a problem at uttar pradesh one either they are becoming becoming solo entrepreneurs whatever you call solo entrepreneurs whatever you call or they are getting back into farming or they are getting employment as a result of which no more and they have also realized that life probably in a mumbai or in delhi or bangalore or chennai it is expensive comparatively they have found that okay fine they can probably take a selfie because these youngsters also love to go to the mall throw around themselves take a selfie but they realize that life is far more comfortable peaceful being in the rural interlands of india particularly in uttar pradesh and that is the reason why you are seeing this kind of figures now let's come to the uh, more interesting aspect of these elections that is that uh, some uh, mlas are seen jumping ship from bjp to perhaps sp uh, we'll start with swami prasad maurya has he now quit bjp and joined sp or is he still in the bargaining stage what are your thoughts no 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 he is he has already joined sp in fact there is a rapid poll which was conducted yesterday 
who were aware they were asked whom according to you is a more uh, prominent maurya leader siddharth or this guy and they all 57% of them said he is not and 31% of them only gave swami prasad the bigger vote as a result of which there is nothing to worry see i think you know i, I think you rightly uh, tweeted a few days back saying that in our hangout we had mentioned that because yes, yes. there is going to be fallout there is going to be fallout because these are things which i have i've seen it right in in person i'm not talking sitting from the studios i've gone there spoken to people seen the reality the reality is there is a lot of work to be done by the incumbent mlas which has not been done you need to also understand that riding on the modi wave of popularity almost 89 of them got you know joined bjp from other parties 89 people and they were given tickets and they won because of the modi wave now modi knows pretty well yogi knows pretty well jp nadda knows pretty well and amit shah also knows pretty well and more importantly the man whom nobody knows outside of probably the bjp is sunil bansal sunil bansal is the strategist he is the he is behind this madness there is a method and that method is adopted by sunil bansal and he is not an ordinary guy he is a great strategist he was the one who was the architect of 2014 victory although the strategy was by uh, amit shah but execution was by uh, sunil bansal now you should also know that what would happen to a turncoat 34 mlas including ministers from trinamool congress joined bjp now did it seal victory for bjp in west bengal no there are few who are very prominent like a suvendu adhikari or for that matter even in telangana ila rajendra but not every turncoat can win we need to understand that and there is going to be another problem which we are going to have i'll give you a case in point in almost 18 constituencies as of date as of date because of turncoats samajwadi party is going to have a problem 18 constituencies as of date and i'm expecting more number of turncoats to join samajwadi party i will tell you a case in point case in point is nakur assembly constituency there is dharam saini who is a bjp turncoat to samajwadi party he was the one who won in 2012 and also in 2017 in 2017 on a bjp ticket imran masood is the runner up he is from the congress in the same constituency both of them have landed up in the samajwadi party first person who came was imran masood now who is going to get the ticket and then added to that is the samajwadi party leaders themselves who have nurtured hopes thinking that they will get the ticket now akilesh is going to have a problem of plenty right and this is now 18 constituencies we are talking about the migration started when tuesday or wednesday it's hardly 3 days now in 3 yes. days you have 18 seats which have been earmarked by our team as problematic due to rebels now going forward going forward viewers please note it it is not going to be a four way contest it could well become a five way contest you will have a bjp you will have a bsp you will have a samajwadi party you will have a samajwadi party rebel and you will have a congress and in some of the constituencies you will have mim 
It under constituencies, you will have MIM. Okay. Now, this is the fact of the matter. Defections can happen. Defections, defectors are going there for the sake of this one thing called as one plus one offer. Father joins, son also will get a ticket. Now, that's the situation. Now, structurally, it also shows how weak SP is. Because in a lot of places, SP themselves, either they will have rebel candidates or their system itself is weak. Because SP cannot contest in 400 seats, Mr. Iyer. That is why they gave 100 seats to Congress in 2017. SP doesn't have a pan Uttar Pradesh presence. At least BSP has pan Uttar Pradesh presence. They would have 403 candidates. SP does not have. Not many people know it. Now, that's why they stitched the Rainbow Alliance. And you have not asked me this question. I'm going to come to it also. Rashtriya Lokdal. Now, JATs are saying very clearly. If there is a JAT RLD person standing in Uttar Pradesh, we might be voting for RLD. That too, only 60% of the JATs are saying it. They are saying if there is a Muslim candidate put by an RLD, we would not vote. And in few places, they have already uh, fielded a Muslim candidate in Western UP. If it is a Samajwadi Party candidate, we are not voting. So this alliance will not work on the ground. It didn't work in 2019 even with BSP as its partner. Now, where are the analysts who are doing it? I don't know. Some of them are playing conservative. Even my good friends are playing very conservative because some of them have had a bad time as far as Bengal prediction is concerned as a result of which they want to play conservative saying no 220, 230 kind of stuff. No 34% Samajwadi Party vote share. My foot Samajwadi Party, sorry to use this word in your channel, Samajwadi Party at its best effort can touch 32%, not more than that. And that too, I'm talking about Samajwadi Party plus all the alliance and defectors. But on its own, its core vote base is only 26.5%. That's it. So a couple of questions that come to my mind, uh, Sri Ram. First one is RLD. Is RLD teaming up with SP this time? Definitely, yes. Okay. So Definitely. those two are together. It's, it's an alliance. Okay. It's an alliance. It's an alliance. It's an alliance. So second question that I have for you is, you can start from 2014. No, I should say start from 2017. 2017, 2019, and now 2024. And then let's take a look at the SP, BSP, romancing, or you want to call it co-op, cooperation, cooperative competition. Cooperation. Now, uh, we touched upon this a few episodes ago when we were talking about UP. Just walk us through because our memories are very short. We don't remember who was whose friend, who was whose enemy. Suddenly, they are frenemies now. So maybe frenemies is something that everybody relates to. Start from 2017 and walk us through that part. 2017, it was SP which allied with Congress. BSP stood separately. BJP won close to around 39-40% of votes along with its alliance. It's around more than 40%. BSP came second and SP came third. Congress came fourth. Okay. Congress was in alliance. Congress won around seven seats. But SP scored more seats but got less percentage of votes. This was the situation in 2017. BJP won 312. 
along with the aligned partners, Apnadal, this number was 325. It was a sweep. Come to 2019, SP realizes that Congress is a liability and they do not have any scope outside of uh, Ray Bareilly. So they did not field any candidate in Ray Bareilly. And Samajwadi Party and Bahujan Samaj Party and Rashtriya Lokdal stood together. And at, and people said BJP may not even cross 30 because it's a massive alliance. It's like uh, ADMK and DMK coming together in Tamil Nadu. Okay, that is the kind of alliance we are talking about. And against that, BJP along with its allies scored 50%. Not one or two, 50%. And it stunned everybody. BSP got again more percentage of votes and more seats than SP. SP did not gain in any way. Whatever SP scored in 2014, they scored in 2019. Now coming to 2022 elections. BSP is contesting alone in all the 403 constituencies. Congress is contesting alone in all the 403 constituencies. For all you know, on March 10th, you can question me if you want. There are pollsters who are saying that Congress may not even open its account. Congress may not even open it. And that, that's going to be the last nail on the coffin of Congress. Okay. And uh, SP is in alliance with RLD. It is in alliance with Chandrasekhar Asad, who is expected to contest in one seat. And they have an alliance of uh, uh, Apna Lokdal's one of the faction, the mother, the daughter is with BJP. And they have an alliance with the Rajbar party. The Rajbar party is Rajbar is again another community they have. So what their focus is, this is what is their focus. MIM is going to contest in 100 seats. BJP is contesting along with two allies. Both of them have an important role to play. One is a Nishad party. Nishad party is the party which has got all these boatmen who form a very strong you know, community base in the Gangetic Plains, the river Ganges, whatever it flows, they're all there. They're actually opinion makers, I could say. And then Apna Lokdal, uh, Anupriya Patil's faction, which they hold the Kurmi votes. And, uh, they also have a strong presence in Uttar, Eastern Uttar Pradesh or Purvanchal. So that is a state as far as the alliance is concerned. Uh, hope I have clarified the situation uh, for you. I'm not able to hear you. Yes, you have. And uh, it's very, very, very data driven. Thank you so much for that. Now, 2019 showed us one facet, which was that when they combine, that is SP and BSP, actually it works worse for them as opposed to like maybe they were uh, in a three-way battle. So this is a, a, a sort of a twist in the tail, if you will. Now, two people that are supposed to be cutting into the Muslim vote bank of Samajwadi Party, Congress and MIM. How much do you think the impact will be of these two parties? Uh, very less. Uh, MIM could, but Congress is not in a position. That's why I said Congress may not even open its account. 
uh, Congress has uh, surprisingly it has fielded a lot of Muslim candidates. In the first list, when I saw in the first page itself, there are several Muslim candidates who were there. So there could be some cut, but it would not be in double digit. It would be in single digit percentage. I'm talking about. In fact, BSP, if she starts fielding Muslim candidates, that could be a cause for concern for uh, uh, SP because there are 35 seats where Muslims account for over 45% of vote. Now we need to understand. Now in these 35 seats, I would be microscopically looking at, I will keep updating you as and when the seat allocations happen and in our hangouts, we will speak about it. How is the contest going to be in these 35 seats? That would determine whether BJP can even win in these constituencies. Because to, for your, for your uh, viewers, I would like to mention that there are 66 constituencies in, I think, if it, roughly around 13 districts where the Muslim population is anywhere between 33 and 52%. And of these 66 constituencies, BJP won in 50 constituencies and Samajwadi Party won in 16 constituencies. Because if there is a polarization, there is a reverse polarization should also happen. Right? So if a 45% dominated Muslim constituency, See, some places like Rampur or Assamgarh, it will be difficult for BJP to score. But there are some other places where BJP will be in a position to score because there would be counter-Hindu consolidation and polarization. Wonderful. So, final question is, what do you think is the tally as of today? Very tough uh, answer, Mr. Iyer. You know, I would say 300 plus. Now, can it go all the way to, yeah, BJP for BJP. Okay, can it go all the way to 357, which is what is the upper limit, which I mentioned? I would have to wait and watch. Okay, now as of now, it is anywhere between 280 and 300. We need to look at in terms of uh, what should be the, what could be the uh, candidate. Are there going to be rebel candidates from BJP itself? That's going to be a question mark. Because I think they're going to reward a lot of Karyakartas. The Karyakartas who have toiled for the last 10 years, ever since 2012 defeat. It's been an absolute toil for the Karyakartas of BJP. So these 10 years, they're all disciplined soldiers. Many of them are going to get opportunities. Many of them who have been the foot soldiers of RSS and BJP would now be contesting as MLA candidates. And I'm sure there would be massive support for them uh, locally. And as much as this election is going to be fought based on Modi and Yogi at the top, it would be fought based on the local candidate too. And that's why I think these new norms, COVID norms, which have been mentioned by the Electoral Commission of India, there is as of now, they have banned rallies, you have to do virtual rallies, you have to do door-to-door -door campaign. Door-to-door -door campaign has picked up already. So uh, the local flavor, <coughs> this door-to-door -door campaign will favor only two parties. It will favor BJP and it will favor BSP. Why I say BJP and BSP is because BJP is known for door-to-door -door campaign. The entire Amit Shah's, uh, Sunil Bansal's plan of 2012 to 14 itself was door-to-door. -door. They didn't rely on massive rallies. Massive rallies happened in the later portion of the election going into 2014. But the first one and a half years groundwork was done by 
Amit Shah and Sunil uh, Bansal on door-to-door. -door. It would work. Now, again, BSP has got this amazing door-to-door -door campaign. Okay, they're underestimating BSP because BSP has got foot soldiers who will go into the Dalit colonies, who will talk, consolidate, silently work. That's how Mayavadi is known to work. Okay. Uh, if you are, if, if you ask me, you know, I have one wish. I, my only wish is Mayavati should stay relevant in UP politics. We don't want, um, because Akhilesh, if you ask any day between Akhilesh and Mayavati, whom would you favor as an opposition candidate for BJP? I would any day say Mayavati. Okay. It is not for anything, but at least that lady uh, with all the kind of, you know, coming from the downtrodden community, uh, Dalit community. She had fought a massive battle uh, in a men-dominated Uttar Pradesh and uh, she had established herself. And it will be very sad if I see BSP going into single digit, which is what is being predicted by many people. I hope it doesn't. That's my only uh, hope which I have for the opposition. And we need to have a good opposition also. We can't be having, you know, even if BJP wins 367 seats, it's fine. But there should be some opposition voice. And I would prefer a Mayavati-led opposition than an Akhilesh-led opposition. And uh, last question. Has BJP released any list of candidates? Uh, I think tomorrow they're going to list the, release the first list of candidates. So we will start today or tomorrow. your predictions yeah, yeah, yeah. about uh, Karyakarta yeah. is getting more yeah, yeah, uh, exposure. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful to know. Uh, so one, one, second, one second, uh, one Sorry, second, Mr. Ryan. Probably, probably the first list may not have a lot of uh, changes. The changes we will see more in the final three phases when the election moves into the Purvanchal. It is because it is Purvanchal where you are seeing all these migration of the leaders. The first few lists, the first two, three phases, you will not have major problems because most of them are local BJP candidates who actually had won. So Western Uttar Pradesh was never a problem. Awad was never a problem. Bundelkhand was never a problem. It is Purvanchal where the problem starts because that's where a lot of migrations happen. So you will not see a big change of list. But you will see as the uh, phases start coming out. Thank you very much, Sriram. And as always, a pleasure talking to you and listening to you on uh, your predictions. And uh, let's wait and see how this plays out. We'll be back again in about two weeks' time. But that would be sort of the time that you know the first round of polling would start. And we will do a full coverage uh, with your permission, JVC Sriram. I'm making sure. this announcement where we are going to look at all the states. Just, just sure. take a look at it. We're going to try and do our best. JVC is a much sought after man. And then I can, I can tell you he's in so many channels. Amazing, amazing time you have because you have a full-time job too on top of this. So thank you very much, JVC. And viewers, do like, share and subscribe to our channel and also click on the join button. Thank you very much. Namaskar. Thank you. Namaskar. Thank you very much.